To Arena Bowl goes through Allentown. Welcome to the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports. It's the semifinals. The Philadelphia Soul against the Jacksonville Sharks. The Sharks still yet to hit 500, 8 and 9 on the season. Got an unbelievable win against the Orlando Predators, who lost their last two games, last three games then, to end the season. And, Rob, this is a Jacksonville Sharks team that likes to sling the football around, led by Tommy Grady, and they're not scared at all coming in here to Allentown. No, Bob, not, not at all. And like you said, I mean, just an unbelievable game that we'll get into. Uh, just how, they, how Jacksonville, you know, a team going into the playoffs at 7-9 and nine, is able to pull off an a, a, a unbelievable upset down in Orlando uh, against a team that, you know, had aspirations of – you know, potentially clinching the division, uh, clinching the conference, you know, making it to Arena Bowl. The road could have ran through Orlando instead of up here in Allentown, but just a, a rough end of the season there for Orlando and, I guess, a fitting end, if you will, against Jacksonville. But talk about Jacksonville for a second. This is a team that, you know, maybe Philadelphia wanted to face at this point in the season. You think back to last year, 2015, how that season ended. They got their their arena bowl the uh season put to an end by jacksonville at home at the wells fargo center just one year ago and here you go this year you know they open up their home schedule jacksonville upsets them and now i guess a, a perfect bookend uh they get them again and here we are they get a chance to redeem themselves that's sort of what all of 2016 has been all about for them and and uh what a way to potentially cap things off here we mentioned how they got here. A win against the Orlando Predators, 69-68 in overtime. That game was last Saturday afternoon, and it was won on a two-point conversion from Derek Ross. Derek Ross ran it in at the goal line. They had the chance to you know, tie the game. They went for broke and, uh, and went and won that game 69-68. Now, I, I say that that's how they did it, but that's really doing a disservice to that entire game to – begin and end with that. So let's start with one minute left in the fourth quarter. It's 55-53. to 53. The Predators are leading. Jacksonville has the football. They go down the field, score a touchdown, convert the two-point conversion. So it's 61-55. to 55. The Predators then bring the ball down the field with 1.6 seconds left. They have the ball right near the goal line. They punch it in, 61 apiece, on comes Mark Lewis to tack on the extra point. Doink. Ugh. Off the upright, no good. Ugh. We're headed to overtime. Then in overtime, the Predators got the ball first, go down, score a touchdown. This time Lewis is good on the extra point, 68-61. to 61. The Sharks come down the field. They score that touchdown, and they decide we're going for it. Going for broke, two-point conversion, go win the game on the road right now. Tommy Grady lobs a pass into the end zone. Incomplete, broken up, but wait, laundry on the field. <laughs> Bring it one yard closer, and then it's punched in by Derek Ross. And that is how the Jacksonville Sharks are here today in Allentown, Pennsylvania, set to be an incredible game. 
two guys that can sling the football all around. Tommy Grady, 4,500 yards passing this year, 94 touchdowns. Trails Dan Radaball by about 10 touchdowns, 10 or 12 touchdowns. But Grady's had another amazing year. He's a former AFL MVP, and it's going to put a lot of strain on Dwayne Hollis, Tracy Belton, James Romaine, and the defensive secondary for the Philadelphia Soul, along with Joe Hills. 58, that's right, 5-8 touchdowns receiving, 161 receptions. The next best wide receiver in terms of touchdowns, Tiger Jones. No slouch, 105 receptions, but only 18 of them are touchdowns. 58 for Hills, 18 for Jones. Just uh, you go back to that ending of that game real quick, just gut-wrenching uh, on one side of the ball. But, you know, you, you look at what it did for Jacksonville, and that gives them a lot of momentum. You know, you, you, I mean, they, they didn't have that great of a season as it was, uh, sort of 500, if you will, slightly under. But, uh, I mean, for them, it, it, you, you, you use that mentality, you know, all or nothing, going for it on the road, and they're able to convert. What kind of momentum does that carry over to this game for them? You know, I mean, it, they already see that they're able to knock off one top team in the, in the conference on the road, so why not be able to do it again? And they know, thinking back to, again, last year, one year ago, they were able to do it here at the Wells Fargo Center. At the Wells Fargo Center, we're up in Allentown today, so maybe a slight change of uh, venue does the trick for Philadelphia, but... But we'll see. But you mentioned the receiving core, uh, and, I mean, you, you think back to just one week ago, um, you know, Philadelphia had uh, Tampa Bay and, and really were able to shut down um, that passing game there. And, and, you know, you talk about Hollis and Romaine and uh, Belton and just how great a job they've done all season. Uh, slightly different test this week. You know, a couple of wide receivers that are a little more um, marquee, I guess, type names when you think about arena football league wide receivers so uh, definitely a tough test for them this week and and certainly one of the keys I think to the game Rob we'll get to head coach Clint Dolzell in just a few minutes the time he spent with us after the game but I'm very interested to see how this soul team comes out today whether it's fired up emotional I'm sure they will be but the reason I bring that up is I take you back to last week's game against the Tampa Bay Storm. Mm. They came out all kinds of fired up. The place was jumping. The players were really, really excited. Money Reynolds comes over and gives the football to Ron Jaworski after he catches an early touchdown pass. I mean, Phil Bogle is in the face of all his defensive guys pumping him up. But then that kind of wore off a little bit, Rob, as he got later in the first quarter and into the second quarter. An interception from Dan Rodaball ended in a touchdown for their visitors, the Tampa Bay Storm, and it was tied at 14 all of a sudden. Ended up going to half 28 to 14, and from there, they seemed to become a little bit more comfortable and, and won it with relative ease. But is there one of those cliffs, those emotional cliffs that they fall off uh, this time around? Because there was a minute there where you were wondering about that game last week against the, the hapless 2-14 and 14 Tampa Bay Storm. Yeah, and that's certainly something that you got to look out for. You know, the, the soul, like we've talked about all year, loved to get out to those hot starts, and they definitely, definitely did. You know, jumping out to a very, very quick 14 nothing lead. Uh, but it's it sort of, you think, sort of like hockey. You know, I, I th- when I think of arena football, I think of it as like the hybrid of, of hockey and football. But uh, when you think of the playoffs and the hockey, every, every time that, you know, you're analyzing a game, someone's analyzing a game, they talk about wanting to sort of, you know, get when you're the visiting team, you want to get through those first 10 minutes because, you know, that's when the home team is going to be feeding off of the crowd. Everything's going their way. That's sort of the emotion they come out with being the home team. Um, and that's, you know, certainly what 
Philadelphia did last week. It just, for whatever reason, I mean, maybe it was too much hype for them. Uh, you know, first round playoff game, you come out with sort of extra emotion. Uh, you know, it's it's a new group, I guess. A lot of these guys have been here for a while, but you know, there's new guys. It's just a new team altogether, and you're in that second season. So, I mean, maybe you want to chalk it up to a little bit of that extra emotion being the first round of the playoffs. But uh, they were able to compose themselves. But that's something they got to avoid this week is that letdown after those first few minutes coming out and and really feeding off this crowd. You want to, you can't, you know, maybe against a team like Tampa Bay, you can let that happen. Um, And like we saw, you know, they did get into their groove and sort of calm down. But at this point, you know, conference championship game, it's Jacksonville. Anything can happen. You don't want those kinds of moments where you just, you know, one or two possessions and you let the game slip away. Quick injury update from last week. Neil Tivis and Ryan McDaniel were out of the lineup. McDaniel... The slot wide receiver, Neil Tivis, maybe the best offensive lineman in all of arena football. Again, did not really affect the soul. They won last week, ended up pulling away in the second half. But we do expect both McDaniel and Tivis to be in the lineup today. And so that will be important to give Rodeball that type of protection he needs and then the weaponry of Ryan McDaniel in the slot and over the middle of the field. We'll now go to our conversation with Clint Dolzell after the game last week. Hear what he had to say and uh, as he gets his team ready for a big matchup today against the Jacksonville Sharks. Coach, big win then. Well, it wasn't, uh, wasn't real pretty at times, but yeah, anytime you get a you know, three-score lead in this game, it's, it's tough to do, especially in the playoffs. We'll take it. We're moving on. It's the same uh, Tampa Bay Storm team that took you to the end a couple weeks ago. What were some of the adjustments you made this time around in particularly? Uh, we didn't really make many adjustments. We just played a little bit better. I wouldn't say we played a lot better. We just played a little better. I mean, that's just bottom line. Um, you know, they've got some spots where they're, they're a little uh, weak at, and we took advantage of some of that stuff. And You know, um, uh, again, they, they played a tough. Hats off to them. But uh, we've got to play better if we want to move on. Your, thought, your thoughts on the defensive line seem to really create some issues, uh, kind of sped up the feet of the, the quarterback there. Yeah, it's a good mesh between what we've got going on with the D-line and our DBs. You know, those go hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, a lot of times that's uh, – you know, they're, they're having him hold the ball in the secondary because we got good coverage. Sometimes uh, we don't have great coverage and the pass pressure gets there. So it's a good mix we got going right now. So I know you guys came out quick start uh, early on, you know, jumping out to the 14 nothing lead, and then they, Tampa Bay sort of crawled back in. Did you chalk that early, up to early emotion and then just settling down? I don't know. I, I just – I don't know what to chalk that up to, to be honest with you, because – it's mistakes we shouldn't be making, uh, and I, I don't want to point any fingers, but we, we've got to get better at that. I mean, we're going to play better teams. If that was, you know, Arizona tonight or, or even Jacksonville, we would have been down to the dogfight, or if not, got beat by a couple possessions. So we definitely got to play better certain spots. How about that onside kick to start the game? Yeah, well, we had uh, because the ceiling, you know, we normally kick from the left hash because the ceiling being or the, the scoreboard being a little low. We were going to start the game with him kicking there because that's what we normally kick and just go ahead and onside kick so we can move him over the other hash where we can, you know, keep it underneath the scoreboard. So uh, it was kind of a game plan for the building more so than it was them. So uh, it worked out for us. We did a good job executing and came up with it. How about the positions on defense? It seemed like you guys were really getting pressure on them and then they made a little adjustment to sort of get the ball out of his hand quicker. 
What uh, what did you guys do that sort of countered that? Because it seemed like that only lasted a couple possessions. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is an offensive game we talk about. So they're gonna call some right plays at the right time. I'm gonna call some bad coverage at the right, you know, at the wrong time. So a couple of those were that, and a couple of them we just didn't make plays. You know, we were there and they scored them in there. Good pass. I mean, you know, they're professional athletes. They could get paid too. So they made some plays on us. So um, you know, hats off to them on that. How about playing in Allentown? Says well, I mean, we like I mean, it's a great crowd. It's a great city. I mean, it's a beautiful arena. I mean, it's a perfect size for arena football. It's great. I can see why they have an arena team here. Talk, I, looking ahead a little bit, the symmetry, you know, having Jacksonville next week, sort of a redemption game for you guys, conference championship a year ago, just what that means, what, you know, looking ahead to it. Well, I mean, they're a good football team. Let's, let's, let's be real honest about that. They've got, uh, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league in Tommy Grady, so that's always scary when you face somebody like him because if he's, he's, on, if he's on his game and we're on ours, it's going to come down to the end. So, I um, mean, he's got some great weapons. I mean, you know, he'll – had 2,000 yards and 59 touchdowns this year. So we know we're going to have our hands full. we got to get after him. That's the bottom line. Um, you know, we've just got to take care of the ball offense. Their defense is a little beat up, I think. Uh, so you know, it could come down to an old-fashioned shootout next week, and uh, let's hope not. Have you ever seen a finish like the game yesterday, Jacksonville and Orlando? Yeah, I've been around for a long time. I've seen many of them just like that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sad to lose a game, you know, basically on a PAT, you know. Um, you know, Mark Lewis, I'm sure, is sick as a dog about that. And, um, I'd take him on that kick, you know, as many times as he's going to kick him. So, you know, just an unfortunate deal there for it to go to overtime. And, hey, Jacksonville stepped up and made the plays they needed to and got a break. So, uh, that's who we're facing. What's the biggest challenge that they provide? You mentioned Tommy Grady. Tommy Grady. You know, What's the second biggest challenge? That they <laughs> Hills. I mean, those yeah. two are a great combination. I mean, Grady takes care of the football. He only had seven interceptions versus 93 touchdowns. That's a pretty good ratio. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's so big, so tall. He's hard to get to. He's hard to get down. And they've got a big, big, big offensive line. I mean, there's no question. They're probably about 340 across the line. That's counting Ross, too, as a fullback. So they're huge. They're hard to get around and get to him. Are you expecting to have your two pieces that were missing on offense back? I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, Neil Tibbs, in my opinion, is the best offensive line in the league. And not having him, it hurts a little bit. We got some pressure in, 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 in a few times in certain spots. And uh, we, we think Ryan. Ryan was close this week to being back. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, he's totally healthy before we get him back out there with a knee injury. Good luck next week, Coach. Hey, thank you. And that was head coach Clint Dolzell of the Philadelphia Soul after last week's win against the Tampa Bay Storm in the first round of the Arena Football League playoffs. This is the semifinal. Winner of this game goes to Arena Bowl, and depending upon the result of the Arizona Rattlers game, could be either in Allentown, well, maybe even Philly, Rob, we'll just <laughs> have to see, or Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. That will be a tough place to play, Rob. Last place you really want to play. That is a, a difficult team to beat on the road, as we saw with uh, the Soul going out there earlier this year. Just, I mean, I don't want to chalk it up to whoever gets home field gets the Arena Bowl, but at this point, you never. I mean, it, that's certainly the way it's looking. And this Arizona Rattlers team would earn that opportunity to play at home based upon the differential between the two times they played. So the Soul won by, I believe it was eight at home, seven or eight, and then 
they lost by double digits on the road at Arizona. So because that differential is better in Arizona's favor, Arizona, as a result, will get the Arena Bowl, even though they have the same record through the regular season. That is kind of difficult to swallow in many respects, but that's uh, that's the advantage of playing well and winning big in arena in arena football. And now we'll take this time to go to Dan Rodabaugh, our interview with the quarterback of the team after the victory against Tampa Bay last week. So how about playing in Allentown tonight instead of Philly? Uh, you know, it's our second trip out here. We've been fortunate to play two pretty solid games. Um, they do a good job hosting us, uh, all the production work. It's a beautiful place. Um, thought we had a pretty decent turnout. Hopefully we can get them uh, jammed in here a little more next week. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, any opportunity you get to, to keep it rolling on a one and go home is, is a good thing. Proud of our guys and look forward to another one on Sunday. What did Tampa Bay do, uh, if at all, to, to kind of disrupt the Yeah, uh, you know, Tampa, they've got a kind of little stingy defense. They've uh, they got three pretty physical defensive backs. they got a decent pass rush, and then they got a pretty good scheme. That We played them three times this year. We were fortunate to come out on top all three, but, you know, it wasn't our sharpest out, offensive output every time. So I give them credit for, for you know, being well coached and prepared, but uh, our guys made uh, big-time plays uh, when they needed to. Sean, big catch up the wall. Uh, Money made some big third-down conversions. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough about how much Chris DeBald has stepped in and made some big plays. But all comes down to the trenches. So uh, our guys, you know, got a couple hits on me early. But uh, they stepped up the intensity, and uh, we were able to finish. What's, what's the gauntlet like? I mean, you go into a three-week, essentially, three-game. Yeah. Um, you had to buy late, which is which is nice. But you got Orlando followed by what you hope is three playoff games. As a veteran, what's that gauntlet like? Well, you know, in uh, it was kind of an interesting setup with all eight teams being able to make the playoffs. So, you know, they kind of said the season starts this week. But... We were fighting for uh, first place most of the season with Orlando, so every game was just about a playoff game. We had to hold serve every week. And then, yeah, like you said, coming out of that bye week, it was pretty much playoff uh, mentality. So uh, I've been fortunate to, to be on a team that's been in the playoffs every year I've played. So we're prepared. We're well coached. And, you know, it's all about the grind. you got to do whatever it takes. It won't always be pretty in the playoffs because everyone's geared up. So you just got to take it one play at a time, one drive at a time. Uh, I'd like to see us clean it up before the half. Uh, get that seven points there and, uh, you know, open it up. So we got to get a little bit better in situational football, but we'll be fine. We're looking forward to a big one against a good team this week. So you guys jumped out to the quick start, 14 nothing lead, and they were able to crawl back in there a little bit. Uh, what do you think? Was it a motion? No. Well, no, no uh, they made a good play there on offense, and then I made a bonehead play for us on offense through a bad interception down in our own uh, our own red zone, which you can't do. Uh, defense did a good job getting a couple uh, big timely stops after that, and we were able to, to – Keep some drives alive, made some big plays. But uh, that one in the, I think it was the fourth quarter when we got stopped on downs, we, we can't have that. It's playoff ball. you got to be able to move the ball and, and stay out of situations like that. So, uh, like I said, we're proud we're able to get the win, but we got to clean it up and uh, come ready to go. Everyone's 0-0 this week, too. you stand on Reynolds' game tonight? Uh, you know, there's not much that kid can't do. He could probably go out there and start on defense on every team in the league, too. He, he's a wonderful football player, and he's an even better human being. Uh, he comes from a championship last year. And anytime you can bring someone who, who, who's been able to win a world championship in this game, it's tough to make to the arena ball, you know. And anyone, anytime you can get someone like that on your team in your locker room as a vocal leader, and not only that, the kid's amazing. He's tough to cover. He makes big-time plays. And, uh, you know, we look to him uh, in, in times of need of energy and stuff. So he's done a good job. And, like I said, not much he can't do. I'm glad we got it. Sue Money. That's right. We've seen your pump-up video now every week. It starts sort of with you watching that game at the end of last year. You know, 
losing to Jacksonville Conference Championship. You got an opportunity now to sort of make amends. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, uh, I watched it, I think, one time at the beginning of the year. It brings up bad memories, but it, I, it's a wonderful video. It, it's, pretty, it, it's got some <laughs> great crowd, got huh? some great things <laughs> in it. But, yeah, you know, it, it's nice that we're able to, to put ourselves in a situation to uh, to play for a conference championship. Uh, it's nice that it's against a team that we're familiar with and that we owe some payback to. So we're going to go out. We know they're going to be well coached. They got a new coach. He's got them rolling in the right direction. They got a veteran quarterback, and then they got some DBs who, who make good plays on the ball. So we just got to go out and worry about us, worry about what we can control. Like I said, stay out of fourth downs, uh, make plays when they're there, uh, stop drives on defense. You know, I trust our guys to make them picks uh, next week. So. Uh, like I said, they're going to be well coached, fired up, and we will too. So I'm expecting a big game here in Allentown. So everyone, come on out. You've been the quarterback of this team for quite some time and some very, very good teams. And you've gone through this process. As you get to this penultimate game, you hope, where does this team or where do you feel this team is relative to maybe last year's team, some of the prior teams you've yeah. been a part of? Uh, you know, like you said, I've been fortunate to, to, to be the quarterback of some, of some very talented teams and well coached teams. And this team's as good as any. We've got as good a chance as ever to, you know, complete the run. But we can't look ahead to that. We got look. We got Jacksonville on the docket now, and it's going to start with the first drive of that game. Whether we're on offense, defense, you saw what Clint did tonight. Onside kick, no holds bar. It's a playoff. So experience means a lot in the playoffs, and we got the right kind of guy. I think we've only got one or two rookies on our whole team, so we got a lot of playoff experience. And. You just got to be able to grow with each play. It's going to be exciting, and you got to be ready for your number to be called. And when it's called, you can make that play. And I got eight guys in that huddle with me every play. I trust in my life. So. And that was Dan Radaball after the game last week. The win against the Tampa Bay Storm. And onward to the semifinals of the Arena Football League playoffs. We'll take our break here and come back on the other side. We'll have starting lineups and much more. You are listening to the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show, and it's only on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. 
I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Welcome back to a rocking PPL Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Bob Long, Rob Stott here for the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show. We'll go through the lineups now, and Rob, we'll send this to you. The Philadelphia Soul on offense has been a juggernaut this year. It has. It has, Bob, and if they are going to you know, make their way to the Arena Bowl, it's going to rest on the shoulders of number five, number one in your hearts, number five in your programs. That's Dan Radaball under center. The Philadelphia Soul leading the way this, for this team this season, and he's backed up by Jermaine Richardson at fullback. And then he's got his core wide receivers out there. You got Darius, Money Reynolds, Ryan McDaniel, hopefully coming back healthy this week, and Sean Kalina Moku. And guarding him up front, you'll have center Wayne Tribute, guard Neil Tivis making his way back as well, and tight end Adam Smith. And then on the other side of the ball for the soul, you got that, that core that I love. I'm going to start with the D-backs. I know you like you like going with those front men, Bob, because they get the pressure on the guys, but I'm going to start with the D-backs. I love me some Tracy Belton, and he's on the other side, James Romaine. And then you got Dwayne Hollis as well, and I, I look to see some Larico Stevenson mixed in there as well. Uh, always a guy to watch out for, can shut down wide receivers, uh, and they're going to need that this week against Jacksonville. And then up front of those guys, you'll have some familiar faces in up front alongside Justin Lawrence at nose guard, and then on the other side of defensive end, you got Jake Mets. Then a couple guys we don't normally call out, but I'm going to call them out this week, Bob, because you never know in games like this where you're you're anticipating a tight score. You kind of want to keep an eye on those, you know, the special teams players, guys like you know Tommy Freeverd kicking the ball. You know, is he going to put the ball through the the uprights every every field goal attempt every you know after every touchdown? That, that's what it could come down to. And then you got your holder and backup quarterback Luke Collins. So two guys that. Two guys that don't normally get a lot of love or attention. They'll get the attention when, you know, things don't go right. But, you know, on a game like tonight, uh, we're, we're going to call their names out in hopes that it gives them a little extra something good in there this evening and, and, you know, hope that things don't come down to them. Those are the starting lineups. Thank you, Rob. And on the Jacksonville side, you know, we'll just hit 
the, the three guys that really make things difficult. That is the quarterback, Tommy Grady, former AFL MVP, Joe Hills, starting wide receiver, and a guy who has almost 60 touchdowns caught this year. And then Tiger Jones, 18 touchdowns, caught over 100 receptions. And those three guys, if you can stop those three, you're going to be in a great spot to go win this football game. This is the Philadelphia Soul pregame show on Bob Long Sports. Each and every home game, this is our 10th broadcast of the season. We'll now send it down to our partners at 97.5, the fanatic Joe DeCamera on the call. That's 975 on your radio dial or on the TuneIn app. For Rob Stott, I'm Bob Long saying so long, perhaps for the last time this year. And it's been a great run. We'll see you next year if it's not a home game for Arena Bowl. And the Soul now take the field to take on the Jacksonville Sharks. We'll see you next time.